0: you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host.
2: I'm Courtney Robertson, and I was the most notorious villain in Bachelor history. A lot has changed since then. I got married, and I'm a mom to two amazing kids. Every week, I'm going to be talking to other reality stars about what happens when the cameras stop rolling, and you have to figure out what to do after reality. Alright, alright, welcome back to After Reality. I'm your host, Cordy Robertson, and I am stoked for today's guest. It's a villain, guys, and you know I love chatting with villains. I can sympathize with them, having lived through it myself. Can't wait to hear his side of the story and welcome him to the Villain Club. But first, there's a lot going on in the nation. I want to send some love and light to Caitlin Bristow and Jason Tartik, They just announced last week that they were ending their engagement of... They've been together for years, so sending love to anybody going through a breakup. It is rough stuff. Hopefully, I can get her on the podcast when the time is right. And Nick Vial, another Bachelor news, is having a baby, Daddy Vial. Apparently, he did it on the first try. Leave it to that guy. Hey, now I'm rhyming, but I'm going to try to call him at the end of this episode and to congratulate him and see if we can get him on the pod. And how about that Jerry at the Men Tell All, the Golden Bachelor? I don't know about you guys, but I'm getting excited. I feel like he is a jolly old fella. He's old school, so I can't wait to tune in. I'm getting excited for that and for Paradise. We had a little teaser of that last night as well. Spicy. And I just have to send a lot of love and aloha to Hawaii. I have had the heaviest heart this week. Uh, it's almost feels superficial to be podcasting or doing anything on social media when there has been such a devastation. I have spent so much time in Lahaina and Maui. I know that the island was affected, not just Lahaina, but mm, my heart has been so, so heavy. So I'm going to try to figure out how I can donate and help in any way possible from the mainland over here. Alright guys, so I hope you enjoy today's episode with a villain. Let's get to our guest right now and I hope you enjoy it. and stay tuned next week. I've got a, a one recorded with an epic guest who hasn't done a lot of podcasts, so we will do that next week. Alright, welcome back to After Reality. Today's guest was on season 20 of The Bachelorette and will be on Bachelor in Paradise season 9. He self-eliminated in week 4. He was dubbed the villain, even though he was there for the right reasons. He is a travel nurse, a surfer, and he wowed America with his fashion forward style. It's Braden Bowers.
3: Hey y'all, how's it going?
2: Hi, how you doing, dude? I'm stoked to have you. Welcome to the Villain Club.
3: Thank you. I feel, I feel really welcome. Thank you, Courtney.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad you do. I reached out to you. I loved you on your season. I really can relate. I was, you know, the villain. You probably don't know who I was. I love that you didn't know who Nick Vial was. It was so classic.
3: (laughs) Yeah, no, I felt bad about that one because like uh, someone actually sent me a pot, like one of his podcasts and he actually, he's, he actually is really objective in some of like some of the conversations that he had. And I was like, wow, I was like, he wasn't hating on me that bad. So, I mean, I don't know. No, I,
2: I think I feel like really nobody has been. I feel like it's been positive. Has there been a lot of online hate? Because I I'm watching and I'm like this guy's there for the right reasons like he's yeah. you know basically saying like they say for the right reasons like you seem like you were that way like you just were like I feel like I'm the only one being real
3: yeah no I mean I definitely like there's always like the couple people that definitely have something to say and I've noticed like in the beginning of the season there were a lot more negative comments and then as the season kind of went on and then especially after last night like you know people have kind of like I feel like kind of shifted a little bit like I haven't been getting as much hate you know um, it was funny. I sent my buddy a screenshot of one of the, one of the hate messages I got the other day. I was like, dude, people just get, they get crazy. Um, yeah. some of them like they either really loved me or they really hated me. And they like, you know, I'm oh, sorry. My dog's making an intro. Hey, Yeah.
2: braden has got <laughs> yeah. his scarf on. I, you guys won't see this, but I'm wearing my fun earrings and my scarf. I love your style. I really do. Um, Thank you yeah and you've got your dog river there. Well, that's good to hear, Brayden. I got a little bit of online hate, but it was before Instagram was really a thing. you yeah. didn't get like crazy like death threats or anything wild, did you?
3: Um, so I did get someone that like found like I don't want to say what they found, but they found an address of a family member and they actually sent like mail to my family. and uh, wow. it was a little that was a little like off-putting, you know, I definitely, uh, definitely reached out to some, you know, resources through the show that they offered to kind of help me out. And so, uh, that was good, but yeah, I got a couple letters that were, that were strange, but, um, <laughs> uh, that one was a, that one was a weird one, but, uh, yeah, nothing too crazy. Nothing too crazy at all.
2: <laughs> just like an autograph. Like we want you to sign this kind of a thing.
3: Um, it was someone like asking me to be their boyfriend. Um, oh. and I was just, you know, I, I, I didn't respond, but I left them on red. I opened the mail. I didn't respond, you know, <laughs> <laughs> that's like the old school, leaving them on red.
2: <laughs> yeah. I definitely got a lot of that. People sent stuff to my parents'
3: house and really, okay.
2: Yeah. Like news reporters would show up and that kind of stuff, but um, it just comes with it.
3: How did they even find it? It's like, it's impressive what people are able to find. It's It's wild.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I always say like, it's probably better just not to do anything just because you just never know how weird people can get, you know? Oh goodness, yeah. Um, like I would respond to people and then like, they feel like they're really close with you. And then you're like, Oh my gosh, like it's a fine line for sure to navigate yeah. that. Well, I'm glad to hear that. And it seems like you are taking it not too seriously. And then, um, I loved you last night. Uh, this is going to air tomorrow, but at the mental all, I was like praying for you. And like, he's going to be, I knew that they were going to all come after you. How did that feel in that moment? Were you nervous at all to, to film the men tell all?
3: Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I was definitely super anxious. I mean, you can kind of ask my family. Um, They all saw me. I kind of, when I get anxious, I kind of just withdraw. Like I'm a really outgoing and loud and outspoken person, but like when I get anxious or nervous about something, I kind of withdraw and I'm kind of like in my head a lot. And going into that night, I was super stressed out. I mean, I knew that I knew I was going to be, you know, shots were going to be taken at me from every angle. Um, But it was actually like one thing that was cool um, about the, about the experience though, was there was guys there that really did have my back. So it was, it was nice to kind of have, have that as well. I didn't expect to have as many people in my corner as I actually did. So it was really cool to have that. Um, So that was more of a positive. I kind of took from it, but yeah, no, it was, I mean, I was definitely uh, definitely on the defensive for a good portion of the night.
2: (laughs) Oh, I thought it was a nice balance. Honestly, I went to my women to law and I was, you know, he picked me. So it was like kind of a rarity, but I was in that hot seat for sure. So I know how it feels to get up there and, but it did seem very positive. I thought you handled yourself so well and that you like stood up for yourself, but also were like very gentle with charity as well. Yeah. It was kind of nice. That had to feel good though, to kind of like, I hate to say put a bow on it, but you know, she was kind and did that feel good to you to kind of get not like closure, but kind of, yeah.
3: I mean, I kind of, I've kind of had that closure. I mean, they, like no one really got to see our entire conversation we got to have when I went back in Washington. Um, but I mean, I felt like we kind of ended on good terms there. Um, I know that there were some things that kind of popped up, you know, afterwards, just like, you know, her getting a lot of hate regarding me and, you know, some responses that she had. And so um, I know that kind of was like a little bit tough to see, but I understood like why she was responding the like way she was. Cause it, it's hard. Like when you have people coming at you from all angles, so I don't blame her at all for any of that. So um, overall, she was super graceful, gra- gracious towards me. Impatient um, with me, and you know I understand why she would have frustrations. But uh, she said she's happy, so I'm excited for her.
2: Oh, that's awesome! And what also was shown at the mental all was a teaser. Your classic, oh, look, you were like closing your eyes, like oh. it was so cute, Brayden. You were like, maybe if I just close my eyes, people can't see me.
3: <laughs> oh my goodness, it's it's so the weird.
2: The teaser was so great. I was so excited oh. to see you. Everybody wants more Brayden in their lives. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you were like, like kind of like shrunk in yourself and they show a teaser of you with Kat Izzo, who I'm a big fan of. I had her on my podcast last season. She's stunning. But anyway, so I was excited to see that you're going to grace us with your presence again. And I will say, I noticed in the teaser that you had some body glitter on. I was curious to see if that was your body glitter or if, Maybe it just rubbed second hand glitter, you know?
3: Um, it was it was definitely some second hand glitter. I'm not gonna say how it got there, you know. Okay. We'll see. You have to stay tuned. But uh, no, it was, yeah, it wasn't my glitter. I don't, I don't bring glitter around with me. Um, That's not in my uh, arsenal of uh, fashion. Not yet. I mean, you know, maybe if people like it, you know, maybe it's a new look I I pull, but I don't know. It it definitely was not my glitter.
2: Sounds like a good time. Like I always say, the more glitter, the better. Uh.
3: Yeah, it was, no, it was actually super fun. It was definitely added a little sparkle to my, you know, sparkle to my night. (laughs)
2: <laughs> okay well I'm glad I'm glad to hear it and then your style obviously the scarves and the earrings and I cannot believe you got Jesse Palmer to put on earrings
3: dude Jesse is so awesome like I mean I I love him like even on paradise I mean he's such a fun guy um and I knew like when I came up to him I was like hey I brought earrings I don't know if you'd be down if I whipped them out and gave them to you and he's like uh, he's like he was just he was with it and so he's He's such a, he's such a go with the flow. Awesome dude. Love that guy. He's
2: awesome. I, I am so glad I thought I was like, this is epic. I can't believe you got the host of the show to put these earrings okay. on. Uh, and I wanted to ask you if you were going to do an earring line at some point, but maybe towards the end, because obviously I think it's a good look. I do think it's, yeah.
3: I appreciate that. I mean, I like them. They make me happy. It's like, it's yeah. just, it's a fun way to express myself. It's like when I'm like feeling like sad, I'll wear certain earrings. When I'm feeling happy, I'll wear certain earrings. Like, I'm feeling confident. I'll wear my really big ones, and then you know, I don't know. It's it's a mixture of it all.
2: I love that. Well, it's like, uh, do you have lucky earrings?
3: Um, I do. I have lucky duck earrings, actually. Um, I need they're... to see those pronto. Yeah. <laughs> you want me to go grab them? They're right over there. I can if you want. <laughs>
2: <laughs> send me a picture on Instagram. I'll send you a
3: picture. Yeah, yeah, I'll get you.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that is so. Who no, knows you?
3: You might see them in paradise, who knows, you
2: know? Your lucky duck earrings, hey, you never know. You can make it to the treehouse or whatever they do down there. Um, I don't know.
3: I don't know about that, you know? <laughs> I don't know how that works. I played, I played the fifth. No,
2: it's <laughs> Well, I can't wait to see you on there. I'm definitely tuning in. I loved you on your season. And I wanted to ask you, flashing back, how much did you know my producers are Game of Roses? So we like treat it as, they always treat it as like a game. So I wanted to ask you, how much did you know about The Game or The Bachelorette before you went on the show?
3: Honestly, I knew zero. I, really? I don't want to say zero. I watched I watched Charity's Hometowns um, and that was kind of like the main thing I watched kind of going into it. I, had really, I didn't really keep up with the season a bunch. Um, my friends were huge fans of the show. My friend was actually the one who signed me up for the show. Um, oh, really? So, yeah. So it was... It was funny, I still have the voicemail. I, I saved it because it was like, I was, you know, I don't know, it's like a cool little mem- memory, you know, but I saved the little voicemail and it was like, your friend, Sierra Cote, you know, nominated you for the show and you'd be one to do it. And I just, I'll never forget. I called her as soon as I got the voicemail. I was like, I was like, Sierra, you did what now? Like, and she's like, what? I, I thought I told you I was going to sign you up. I'm like, no, you didn't, but okay. And so um, it was actually, I didn't really know much. Um, and so um, I was definitely like, I tried to catch up on as much as I could. Um, I felt like watching the date that she had with Zach when they did that piggyback ride date. And then Mm -hmm. I watched the hometown date. So those are the only two dates I watched. So I I really hadn't seen much of the beginning portion of like what kind of happens with some of the stuff. (laughs) And so uh, the beginning portion definitely took me by storm. And I definitely, I mean, you can see I react. I was like, what the hell is going on? I wasn't ready for it. But I don't know, I made it through, which is cool. I'm alive. I'm well.
2: (laughs) Yeah, you're such a happy-go-lucky guy. And that really does come across but did so you didn't did you watch some of the older seasons or was it like you said you probably didn't have a lot of time to like do your homework
3: no i didn't i mean i literally like i I found out i was on the show around like february and towards the end of february and then we, we left in march and you know they were like hey like you know this is who the bachelorette's gonna be would you be interested in dating her and i mean honestly like charity like she holds herself really well she's you know she's a very like you know She's she's beautiful. She is, you know, confident. She talks very well and like you know, very eloquent with her words. Eloquent? Yeah, eloquent. Eloquent. Yeah, yeah, that's the word. Sorry, I was like. Yeah. I don't want to say the wrong word. I don't know. But um, <laughs> I'm not eloquent with my words, but she is. And so I was just like, wow, like, you know, this is someone I could see myself dating in the regular world. I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm down to go meet her and see if like, you know, there's something there. But yeah, no, I hadn't watched much of the show before. I mean, my sister had watched it around me. And so I'd like occasionally like turn my head, see the TV and stuff like that. But no, this is my first time really in the nation and in the game. So yeah. she, i have started i have started listening to the game of roses though my friend sent me the podcast and they are awesome like oh
2: they're so fun they love you we are all big brayden fans
3: i'm like i'm i think i'm joining the pit now like those guys <laughs> are like you know they're i'm in the pit with you guys now i can't <laughs> wait to like i'm now going to watch like all the seasons and just like follow along with you know bachelor clues and you know and pace wait <laughs> pace case yeah. yes now nice, was like brayden they're awesome they're like they turn it into like a, like it's literally like a sports game i was like what i feel like i'm watching espn or something like that
2: <laughs> i know and yeah they might actually do a show someday too um i would,
3: which I, would, would I would watch it it's fun
2: <laughs> it's so fun i love what they said and they're like oh my god they're so excited i was having you on they're like he was like his strategy was like for the right reasons kind of a villain gameplay and that was my other question for you is did you know that you were going to be the villain like in the moment or was it like when did you realize that you were being uh, cut into a villain?
3: Um, when I came home and I told my family everything that happened. Like I, I came home and we sat down and I was like, gave them a rundown from beginning to end of my experience. And they looked at me and like my aunt is a huge fan of the show and she's like, you're gonna be the villain. I'm like, no, I'm not. And she's like, no, you're gonna be the villain. I'm like, JoJo, I'm not gonna be the villain. And uh sure enough, I was the villain. So I was, I was definitely surprised. And, it's funny because like um it, that was one thing like when I was listening to Game of Roses when they were talking about it I was like they said I had this strategy I'm like I, I, I wish I could say I had a strategy but like honestly I there's no strategy involved at all I was like if I had maybe a little bit of strategy maybe I would have been ready for all the all the smoke that everyone was giving me but uh I I was totally just like blindsided by it I mean took
2: me by storm, but... Oh, well, you're handling it well. And I felt the same way. I had no clue. I I came back and I was like... And then the first episode aired and I was like, oh my goodness, I'm going to be the villain. And it wasn't... Like, villain wasn't even in my repertoire of like... You know, I was like shook it. But I will say, I don't remember a lot of people from uh, other past seasons. And every season, you know, you got to have a villain. It's...
3: Yeah. You were
2: funny though. Like, you really weren't like a true villain. Like I said, you were there for the right reasons. You yeah. At least you did your homework on charity and you were attracted to her. And did you have, have you had a lot of long-term relationships? You're 24, right? You
3: yeah, 25? I'm 25 now, 25 now. Yeah. Um, I'm an Aries birthday, April 17th. I just turned 25 a little Oh! Yeah, so I mean, I, I've had one long-term relationship. So like, that was one thing that was interesting when the show kind of came out is like a lot of people I've dated in the past have come out. Um, and you know, they posted some things online and such. Yeah. Oh, I didn't um, hear
2: about it. So maybe it just yeah. got swept out to I sea. Know.
3: I mean, maybe happens. I mean, it happens. I mean, I, I reached out to both of them and I kind of talked to them about like, you know, uh, you know, why they felt the need to post about me. But I mean, I understand like, you know, everyone needs to have their closure, whatever, you know, whatever form that may be. But, um, I've only had one long-term relationship. Um, and I was in love like big time. Um, it was about two years ago. Uh, we had lived together, we were doing life together. Um, I truly thought I was gonna marry her to be honest. Um, and then, you know, life happens and things happen. And, you know, definitely was thrown a couple curveballs in that one and, you know, realized that she wasn't the person for me. And uh, I mean, it broke me. Like it was one of the hardest times in my life to be honest. Um, and uh, like, it was after that, I, I just told myself I was gonna be alone, it's gonna be me, and my dog. And I mean, I really was truly pessimistic for a minute there. Um, I mean, my friend that signed me up for the show, uh, she even said, like, she's like, um, like, she's she still said it. She's like, you know, you're so pessimistic about relationships and all that stuff going into the show. And I have to say, I'm so grateful for the experience because it kind of it it woke that part of me back up again, that wants to have that love, you know, and wants to find my person. Um, And it like got me excited about love. And it was like, it got me excited about the possibility of that person being out there. And so um, I'm definitely a hopeless romantic. I mean, I've, I've always been a fan of rom-coms, like, you know, Pride and Prejudice is one of my favorite movies. Mm. Like I've always wanted that, like Mr. Dossie and, you know, know.
2: Mr. Dossie. I love a good time. Right.
3: I love it. I mean, I've always wanted that like person, you know, just to do life with Life's So hard to do it alone. I'd love to have someone that just, you know, get to do it with. So um, I was definitely, I'm definitely a hopeless romantic. Um, and I have to say that I lost it for a while, but the show definitely brought it back out of me and has me hopeful for the future. So I'm grateful to The Bachelor for that. And so, yeah, and charity too. So,
2: Oh, Brayden, that's awesome. That's, you know what? Hey, you've got us like, your cup is half full. And I, yeah. I I like your vibes for sure. And I will say like, you know, the show is challenging. I, for me, it was challenging in the sense that, living with the people and getting this backlash from them and seeing, you know, rec- also I noticed like recording stuff, like when, when we weren't filming and like how people acted while we were not filming. And that was hard for, for me. And I, you kind of touched on that at the mental all being like, Hey, like, just be real. And that was kind of your stance. It's, it's a very unnatural situation, especially for somebody who's really never watched the show. <laughs> I, yeah. I remember I reached out to you and I was like, Hey, I'm sending you support. And yeah you're like I've never really watched the show but if the shoe <laughs> fits like so it's cool that you've got a a good um outlook on it and you're not super down.
3: <laughs> yeah no I mean and honestly I'm I'm right there with you like that was one of the hardest things going back oh. to that just like you're around everyone because like again like and i really like i didn't see all the hate towards me like when i was in the moment like you you don't hear what people
2: are saying about you until the show plays out
3: yeah and it was like i mean it kind of like watching it it was kind of hard like because i've like i've mended a lot of the bridges you know we've all like we you know i'm good with the guys now we talk. I know it seems like that
2: i love your surfing videos with your friend um he totally had your back last night man he was like spitting fire
3: dude i love him he's he's like the it was crazy because it's like, you know, you go there looking for love and now I got a brother like it's he's like the older brother I've never had, but I've always wanted. And so it's uh, it's been pretty cool. We hang out and go surfing. I just hung out with him yesterday. We went surfing and we do like Prohibition Mondays where we go listen to jazz and stuff like that and hung out. So it was cool.
2: I know I can tell you're having a lot of fun and even if you have one best friend out of it and it seems like you're cool with the producers and everybody else. So I I mean, you're like a producer's wet dream. I'm sure like you were just like down for whatever. You're like, I'm here. Let's, let's do it.
3: It definitely got me in a little bit of trouble. um, I think, Uh, I mean, I'm sure we'll see. Uh, But uh, (laughs) yeah, no, I, I, I'm, I don't want to say I'm a yes man, but I'm definitely like a for the experience. Like I, I want to live life. I want to experience as much as I can. I mean, life's too short not to say yes to opportunities and say yes to new things. And so, um, I'm always down for the ride, but, uh, yeah.
2: So no, so no regrets on going on.
3: No, I mean, I don't, I I really try not to live life with regrets. I try to like, look at everything. Like I'm glad it happened the way it happened because again, it's just going to like, it's going to help me become a better person each and every day. Um, I definitely like, Looking even looking back on the show, like I mean, I might not have been a true villain, but there was definitely things that I, I know I can work on and going forward. Um, you know, I am very outspoken, and you know, learning just a time and place aspect for some of that maybe um, is one of the things I, I did take away from the show. I'm not going to stop talking. I'm not going to stop sharing my mind when people. Ask, but um, in some cases, I, I think I'm going to be more aware of uh, the room that I'm in, so to speak. Um, so uh, that was one thing that I definitely take from But I don't regret anything. I mean, it's going to all just help me as a person, help me grow and develop. So I'm, I'm grateful. Oh, that's
2: awesome. it.
3: Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass.
2: and <laughs> that's awesome well yeah i just like loved you i just thought you were the best um very kind villain and um so- well you're a
3: kind villain yourself i mean you're like the fact that you reached out to me i have to say like when you reached out to me i'm like i ended up looking you up so i do know who you are but um i ended up hey, telling my I'm- family that you reached out and my aunt was stoked she's like oh my gosh i loved her but Aww. um yeah i love that she just- called you
2: out and was like you're gonna be the villain by the way
3: oh, yeah no she's awesome yeah, you're
2: I- like where were you before i left for the show
3: <laughs> it was it, they felt so apologetic my aunt and uncle both are like we should have trained you before you went like you
2: <laughs> we should have read game of-, of roses they have a book it's called how to win the bachelor
3: oh shoot what that, uh, yeah, that helpful
2: yeah oh i love that that's nice though that uh well i appreciate you coming on because obviously there's tons of other podcasts that you could be doing so Um, But I do feel a a lot of fondness to the villains having lived through it. And I'm so far removed. Life is so normal for me now. And I'm I'm old. I just turned 40. But um, really, don't look it. You look great. Oh, thank you. That's very kind of you to say. Um, So I have to talk about the when you went back. I think you said it was in Washington. Was it your idea? I love that you spilled that tea. Was it your idea to get back on a driverless bus? Did you know you were getting on a driverless bus or were you just like, let me get the hell out of here?
3: (sighs) To be a hundred percent honest. I didn't even know that I was going to be interrupting a rose ceremony. Um, I thought like, I mean, it was, it was kind of one of those months. I really truly did not want to see the guys again. Um, I mean, when I left, like, I mean, I had so, I was so upset. I was upset about like, um, the, after the group date, um, I was just upset because, like, that was the moment that I realized that the guys really, like, I started to feel like, okay, these guys didn't like me because, I mean, when everything kind of happened with Tanner, where, like, I mean, Tanner was like, "Oh, you packed your bags more than twice." Like, going into that date, like, I Tanner
2: Tattletale. I
3: was, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I <laughs> I didn't say it. I didn't say it, but um, no, like, it was it was tough because, uh, like, going into that date, I was really torn up, um, just because I, I mean, the previous week I got into a little tough with Aaron and like you know or Tiff with Aaron and then you know Charity was upset with me um and so going in it was like, I was like going in that group date I'd pack my bags I, I did because I was you know planning on talking to Charity and just like letting her know that I'm not capable at this point of getting down on a knee and letting her know that and if she was going to send me home I was going to be ready to go home um but You're then okay. like it, yeah Being but prepared. Then it got, yeah but then it got expedited because like you know the argument with all the guys and then I was just in such a heightened emotional state and I was just like I didn't want to be around the guys anymore i was angry i I thought like i confided in you know some of them i tanner specifically and then it was just used as fuel against me and so i was just like i was just like okay like i don't want to be around these people anymore i want to go home and you know when i had the opportunity to go and apologize to charity um i was like i just don't want to see the guys when i do it and then i had to walk right (laughs) yeah walked right through the middle of them and i was just like dude i mean you can kind of see my face I, i didn't want to make any eye contact with any of them (laughs)
2: <laughs> oh, I, you could tell it was like eyes on the floor, swift walking, like you waited your turn. You were very ah. respectful at that moment. But yeah, so I, and, and that's what I mean, everybody assumes watching. If you're familiar with the way it goes, I'm sure it was like, hey, this is your time to go do it. And uh, and then so you're leaving and then the bus is there. I mean, did you you didn't show up in the bus, did you?
3: No, I mean, I I mean, I had walked in and i had the bus i didn't get off the bus when i came um so i just like we stay in a different area on the property um so we walked over and um i walked through the woods to get there that was actually we had to walk through the woods to get back but um
2: i liked it i was like this is a surfer for you right here
3: i mean i was ready for the i was ready for the i mean i was ready for the airport like i wasn't coming back to try to get cherry back i was i was coming back to apologize because i mean and that was the thing it was like I was told that, you know, Charity was that I made Charity feel really bad. And I was like, at the end of the day, my intention was not to hurt somebody, um, especially Charity. I mean, she's a great girl. Um, And so I didn't want to hurt her at all. And if I did, I wanted to apologize. And I didn't want to ruin the experience for her. And I didn't want her to think that, you know, I was there for the wrong reasons or that I was, this was a game to me or anything like that. Because I really did have feelings for her. I mean, to be honest, I wouldn't have stayed as long as I did. I mean, granted, I only stayed four weeks before I you know left, but it was like, I wouldn't have been able to stay as long as I did if I didn't care about her because like it was I mean you know it's it's such a like pressurized environment like I don't know how some people can fake it to be honest because it's
2: it's that pressure cooker for sure it is
3: and I mean it's not.
2: I, I don't either I don't know how some people just handle things so differently and I was a little bit more sensitive to all the feelings and everything going on around me and I mean I knew people were talking shit about me on my season oh you, yeah did you did you have an idea like you knew that they were telling her stuff but like they are all in their itms it kind of hurts when you watch it back my feelings were hurt a little bit like i didn't know to what extent there was a girl who kept calling me the black widow and i'm gonna smush her and you name it like there were all kinds of things being said about me that aired and i was like i thought we were pretty cool
3: you know yeah no i mean i knew sean didn't like me um me and sean were i mean we were open like that whole butt chin segment i did in ITM i did that to him like i did that like I'm the, type of person like, I, I'm the type of person, if I do something behind closed doors, I'm going to do it to your face too. Like I will not like, I'm like, I'm never going to be, if I can't do it to your face, I won't do it at all. You know what I mean? Like that's who I am. And it's not really the best thing because sometimes it gives you in unnecessary things. But like at the same time, I mean, he knew, he already knew I called him butt chin. that was the
2: funniest thing and so that's news to us because we didn't know that and i laughed my ass off when you when you did that i was like oh my god yes he looks like the prince from shrek how are you guys now like you guys seem like you didn't really come to common ground at the men tell all but like you kind of like were like kind of smiling and smirking like you guys are all kind of like oh yeah Yeah, so are you guys still does he still rub you the wrong way
3: no, I mean, I, I mean, to be honest with you, like, I am, I, I, I try to be Switzerland. I try not to have like any sort of like negativity against anyone. I try to play the middle ground and just be like, you know, peaceful. I, I might not have looked like it on the show, but I don't, like, I'm not really a confrontational person. I mean, in the moment, I can be confrontational, but I don't hold grudges. Um, I got no beef with him long term. I mean, he's a, he's a cool dude, and I know he's, uh, I, I've gotten to talk to him since, and he's a, he's a cool dude. So I ain't got nothing against him
2: that's really nice that's nice brada and you know it is fun to stir the pot i'm not gonna lie when you talk about strategy i didn't realize i had one going into the show maybe i did subconsciously um you know i played it the best that i could with like the tools i had you know at the time i was a lot younger um but it's fun to stir the pot a little bit and tease people and i got in trouble for that i was like teasing people like that's my personality too to like it's like a almost a term of endearment but like some people really don't take it well
3: yeah and see that's how I am like I I've always grown up like in a house where like we banter you know what I mean we're always yeah. roasting each other like and it was funny because like even my earrings thing like I, I've been wearing these earrings for a minute now but when I first came home it was like a year year and a half oh. or a year year and a half ago I started wearing earrings but like when I came home, it was like even getting into long earrings, it was kind of like a way to like banter with my dad because he always told me, like, you would look terrible with your ears pierced. And I came home with big old earrings and he's like, What the hell? Like, and it was like just this banter back and forth. it was just like going like you look stupid. When well, you look stupid, man, and it's like it's fun, you know? Like, and um that was one thing I was kind of bummed about looking back on the show is they didn't show a lot of the banter of them coming back at me. Cause it was it was both ways, you know. It wasn't like I was just shooting shots at them and they weren't shooting them back at me. It was fun, you know, at least I thought it was, but um, I don't know. I didn't look, it looked like I was just like taking shots that everyone's throwing the bottom. I'm like, I swear, like we're, we're joking. Like, I think, um, like that one comment I meant, I made to Adrian about the NBA chip. Like, I was like, oh yeah, oh, you're yeah. like a, I was like, you're like a guy on the team that, you know, joins the team halfway through and still get the chip like we were roasting each other. Like it was just like, it's fun. But... I love
2: that. I love, I love that Brayden. I, and America loved it too. And I think that, you know, to me, you're far from a villain. You're somebody who didn't really watch the show. You went in blind and
1: you uh, just had,
2: had fun with it. So did you change your strategy at all before you went to paradise? I know we can't, you know, we're not going to dive into paradise. Like, I'm going to watch that air live, but Did you go in with a different mindset to to paradise at all?
3: That's a tough one. Because I don't it was funny because it's like all my family was like when I told them what happened, they're like, Okay, what are you gonna do differently this time? And I was just like, honestly, I don't really feel like I'm gonna do much differently. I mean I like Braden I I, I know I'm (laughs)
2: leading the witness.
3: (laughs) I know, right? I uh I don't know, I I it's hard because it's like I feel the way I feel, I think the way I think, and it's like I I don't know. It was, yeah, I don't think I changed too much. Um, I'm still (laughs) just like a, I mean, yeah, like, again, like, even when I say, like, I want to make critiques on some things that I do, like, I don't want to change who I am. Like, I am who I am, and I love who I am. You know what I mean? Like, and again, like, some people don't love me, but that's fine. They don't have to live with me the rest of their life. Like, I have to live with who I am the rest of my life. And so I like who I am. And um, so I don't want to change too much. Like, so like, when I say I want to make critiques, it's like small things. But like, overall, (laughs) I was the same person in paradise. I wasn't a Bachelorette.
2: Oh, I love think life with it. you would be. Ugh, I think life with you would be fun and interesting and an adventure. I loved your intro package. You were like, "I want to travel," and and you are a travel nurse, right? I wanted to ask you about that. Are you still doing yeah. that?
3: Yeah, so I currently work in a psych hospital out here. Um, I'm on a travel contract uh, for uh, psychological or psych nursing, um, and so uh, that's what I'm on now. Um, I've been staying in San Diego. I think I might end up like maybe setting some roots down a little bit more because I really do love living in San Diego um so maybe might look for a long-term job but you know that's up and down, we'll see
2: awesome well uh, that's pretty cool and then if anybody from your season who would you think would be the best bachelor aside from you
3: I don't think I don't know if I'd be a good bachelor I don't think that would I think I might have served too mm, much I beg of to ruckus di- for I that. beg
2: to differ <laughs> but from your season is there anybody that is a standout that you'd be like oh yeah
3: um just a stand-up guy I I mean, honestly, like not a lot of people got to uh, got to really see uh, all the funny things about him um, or knew too much about him. Uh, But James, so he was at the mental. He was the guy wearing the ascot. Um, Yeah, he's actually one of the most interesting people I've met. Like he is—he's a lawyer from Chicago. But the guy is like—he's awesome. He's like—he writes like he—he writes uh, plays or not plays. He writes movie scripts because he just thinks it's fun. Um, He's super talented. He has like a he like does quirky stuff that's just fun. And in, in my opinion, I think it makes him super interesting. And so, um, and I think that he's pretty like, you know, level-headed and, you know, he knows what he wants and he's a stand-up dude. So I would say, I mean, you might, people might not know him, but like too much or too much about him because he didn't get a, you know, a ton of that airtime. Yeah. But I'd say James for Bachelor, I mean.
2: <laughs> All right, well, I'm going to pose this question though to you. Would you be the Bachelor if they asked you? Because I'm here for it.
1: But um, would
2: you do it if they asked you? I mean, I have to say, I, I'm not going to butter you up here, but I do think you're one of the best looking guys that they've ever had on the show.
3: Well, thank you so much. But... Now that
2: it's about that, but you have depth too. And it sounds like they showed that in the teaser with Kat saying that. And so does she, but that's a sidebar. Sorry, I'm yard selling. But if they asked you, hypothetically, Braden, mm. will you be the bachelor? Would you entertain it?
3: Ah, that's, uh, I don't know. Um, I don't know on that one. Um, like there's a part of me that would be like, okay, yeah, it's another experience. Like, you know, again, I have that model. Don't say no to new experiences. You, you never know. You know, like we always, always say like, you know, I have a plan for like, you know, the life I want to live, but people write plans and God laughs. And so like part of Mm -hmm. me would go with it, but then there's that other part of me that's like, you know, I would be, I would still be worried. I mean, there'd be a part of me that'd be worried, you know? And it's like, um, i don't know because again like it's a hard job i mean you are like charity had she didn't have an easy job she had 20 something guys there that she had the potential of hurting and the potential of you know having to deal with all their emotions and how they're feeling and navigate that i mean it's not i don't feel like it's something to take like you know without consideration so i mean i wouldn't say no um i would definitely i think it would have to be something i'd have to you know talk to some you know talk to my family about talk to you know talk my Read pastor it. about
2: call your aunt call your aunt
3: <laughs> oh yeah right I'd call my aunt she'd be like oh she was so funny by the way she's like if yeah, you need me for anything let me know like I can I can come and I can help out and I'm like Jojo they're not gonna that's not how this works I don't think and she's like no just let me know like if you ever need this I'll bring it and I'm like
2: okay. oh so, man I, mean, I wish I would have seen your hometown she would have been there oh with bells God. on
3: oh my goodness she yeah <laughs> she was she's out of control. I love her, but she would have been all up in the TV. She would have been all up in the face of the TV, like the entire time. That would have been ridiculous.
2: <laughs> well, so. I'm, I'm almost done. I've got like two more questions. Are you good on time, Brayden?
3: Oh yeah. I'm. I'm good. Okay,
2: good. Well, so like I said, I feel like you were there for the right reasons. I really did. And I can totally relate to being like, Okay, turn off the bachelor or like people, especially for me living in the house and seeing how people interacted. And then when the cameras would come on, I'd be like, wait a minute, who are you? Like, you know, I really crave authenticity. And so obviously that was part of your storyline and everybody running and talking about you, which I think is such a bad move. I never talked to my bachelor about any contestants. And there was a shit ton of stuff I could have said, which I'll share at some point. Like, they were talking about like how famous they were going to be after, for example, when the cameras weren't around. Um, yeah. But so do you still feel that way? Did you do you, to this day? Do you feel like, okay, she was turning it on. Was there an example of like what you would have thought like, or, or have you kind of like shifted your school of thought on that?
3: I mean, at the end of the day, like uh, the only environment that I know charity in is the bachelorette. Um, it's is a big and, job, in and it's which is yeah. And I mean, if she says that she was, that's a hundred percent who she is, and it's like it's one of those things. I'm like, okay, I think like in my head, um, I think the biggest thing that was hard is like again, you see like when you see the people around you acting one way behind closed doors, and then another way on camera. Um, it makes you realize that there is a sense of people, you know editing themselves or you know putting on a facade or acting a certain manner because they want to portray a certain image and so um for me like you know charity says that she was 100% herself then she was 100% herself it was hard for me because she seemed perfect all the time and I mean it's like it's a compliment but it's also like you know it's also like for me that was something that was scary because it's like you know when someone's perfect all the time is that like is, is someone really capable of being perfect all the time? And maybe like, maybe she is. And maybe I really shot myself in the foot and, you know, like, you know, she is that amazing all the time, but it was just like, I don't know. It was, it was like, I had a hard time believing it just because I've had previous relationships that might not have been the best. And it's like, um, like I'm sitting here and I'm talking to her and we're dating, we're like going through this dating process and she is super understanding. She's being super gracious with me. She's, you know, being, doing all these things that in, in honesty was made me super attracted to her and but at the same time it was like i kept telling myself it, it was too good to be true because i've been hurt in the past and then mm-hmm. on top of being hurt in the past i'm seeing these people around me putting on this massage or camera and so it was just like i i was just in this like i just spiral like because of those two things like if that makes sense
2: so maybe you did shoot yourself in the foot and also you work in the psych industry and so you're used to dealing with people that probably have some issues as well so you probably deal with that right and on a on a work level yeah. um well, that's good to hear. And I just um I can't wait to see what I can't wait to watch you on paradise. Fingers yeah, crossed for Kat. I, know. Is, oh, I just love her. She's so stunning. I just can't wait to see you back on and thankful for your time. So what's next for you? Are you thinking about a scarf line, an earring line? Can we can we sit have you <laughs> even thought about it?
3: I I mean it's funny because people have been hitting me up and telling me I should. I don't know the first thing about it. It was, yeah, I, I wouldn't know, I would be need someone to teach me how to go about doing something like that. Like my entire life, I've just spent like, you know, going to school for, you know, staying on the medicine side of things. Like, um, so it was never really something I considered, but I mean, I think it'd be fun. It'd be cool to be like artistic and stuff. So maybe I might like look into it. I just like, I don't know. It's more something like I like to go and like buy. And I like- It's like to, for um, you.
2: It's like something that yeah. makes your heart happy.
3: Yeah. And it's like, I mean, I know it makes my heart happy, but it's like, I'm not sure if it makes other people's heart happy the same way it makes mine happy. And so, you know, maybe I might do something, but I don't, I don't know. I need some, I need some coaching on that one. (laughs)
2: Uh, Well, I would love that. I would buy them and I just, I'm a big, massive fan over here. So I'm here if you ever need anything, um, I'm in your corner. Welcome to the Villain Club, like I said. Hey! Hey! And uh, yeah. I'm just so glad to see your smiley face and that you're doing so well. So we'll be rooting for you. I'll be in your corner. And um, thank you so much, it. Brayden. And where can people thank find you. you? What's your Instagram handle?
3: Um, it's Brayden Bower's official. <laughs> it's so stupid, but... Um, oh, I you're
2: famous! That- can I get your autograph?
3: <laughs> I, my, I, it was so funny because like um, my friend told me, she's like, you have to change your Instagram handle. I'm like, what do you mean? Because like before it was like, it was, I forget what it was. It was like, it was like, Braden, it was just like, I don't know, it was something Brayden Bowers, 22, 22, something crazy.
2: Like your first and, AOL, you're too young for AOL, but your first email, you know, it was always something. Yeah.
3: And she was just but, like, she's like, you need something that really, because people can make, you know, fake accounts of you and you don't want that because they'll say, they'll start doing weird stuff. And I'm like, okay. So I did Braden Bowers official, and so um, that's my <laughs> Instagram. <laughs> I
2: like it. It sounds legit to me. Well, everybody, go sounds give cringy. him a, <laughs> go give him a follow. He's got some fun content. And uh, thank you so much for being here. I can't wait to see what happens next for you.
3: Thank you so much.
2: And that's our show. Thanks for tuning in. And thanks to Braden Bowers. What a lovely guy, you guys. He's so smiley and just a joy to chat with. So go give him a follow. I'm going to give Nick Vial a quick call and see if I can congratulate him on becoming a dad. Let's see. We can get him on the horn. Hopefully he doesn't read. I'm
0: sorry. The person you are trying to reach has a voicemail box that has not been set up yet. Please try your call again later. Goodbye.
2: I think I might have been red buttoned. Anywho, thanks for tuning in. I'm your host, Cordy Robertson. Stay tuned next week. We've got a great guest for you. And this has been After Reality.
0: Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass fed whole milk instead of skim?